0: Well, we're finishing. We're finishing the uh, the this country's sabbath zeros. Next week we're going to be starting chavos to We have this farm here. One of the chavos kind enough to to, uh, to pay for them. So we have this farm, and I'd be glad to give you afterwards. We have or just to come next week. We'll start chavos to but hold on to this, swarm You see, the the rebbe was makpid that that the hachsharas avreichim and mavo mavo not be learned until one has gone through chavos Talmidim. So there's no order that he that he was extremely makpid that that order be followed for for very uh, great reasons. That's the Seder hadvarim, the order. So we're going to learn we're going to learn beginning next week, chavos Talmidim. Let's finish. zeros are finished with uh, two, with two short tires. and then maybe we'll have a lot of time, which I think we will be able to do, just a short piece that's not found in our zeros That's that's uh, in the English there's there's an added uh, some added notes from the pizestna that were included into the English edition, which we'll be able to do. So, on page Shin Pei or Ois Mem Zayin. Ois Mem Zayin. Zaman HaSholoshudas B'Shabas. The time of the third meal on Shabbas. Hu Yom HaKippurim Shalashavua. Sholoshudas is the Yom Kippur of the week. And that's why it's so ironic that in so many places in America, they decided that Sholoshudas is not... Shalasudas is not for them. Shalasudas is not. Uh, <laughs> it's not necessary. Shalasudas. It was eliminated. That which was a davar in every single besmeder, every single shul in the in the world, became in America also a uh, a burden. <laughs> so instead, have to, instead there's a speech, there's a davar or something and during Shalasudas, in place of Shalasudas, to rely upon this and that which is a design to the Torah and which, reflects, which reflects such an ignorance of what of what Shabbos is about and what Allah is about that it's absolutely shocking and frightening that there could be such a thing in an Orthodox shul that, that they shouldn't have Shal Shudas on Shabbos if, if they would understand if they would understand the the first ice the first letter of what Shal Shudas is and what it means so, so then they, they wouldn't be bigger Chachamam than Hashem and bigger Chachamam than the Chacham Saifah and they've only gone to say that during that time you Dafka have to have you that's not. We don't have Shalosh We have, we have a, 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 we have Torah. There are other times to learn. It's not the time to, to miss Shalosh mm-hmm. of course, I'm, uh, I'm I'm preaching to the converted, as they say. So, mm-hmm. pass it along. Zman It's the Yom Kippur of the week. and and in what respect is it is it Yom Kippur, Dick? How does it have this quality of Yom Kippur? The Rebbe explains what happens to a Jew in Yom Kippur. He says, Yom Kippur has the ability to purify, to reveal the true soul of the entire year. It purifies the soul of a Jew from all that that person has been through through the year. That's what Yom Kippur does. This is what Shalasudas does. Shalasudas reveals all of, the, all of the longings, all of the, he says, all the anachas, all the sighs, all the cracks of the soul that were hidden within him throughout the entire week. All, the, all of those sighs, what does it mean, a sigh? Cracks, that means a, a wish to be better, a wish to be different. I wish to be a person that's not that's not meshubed, that's not tied down to physical things, that's not tied down to stupidity, to silliness. All of that longing to be a better Jew, to be a better husband, a better father, a better person, all of those that the person that's hidden within the person during the six days of the week Shalashudas is able to to unmask. Shalashudas reveals all of those shukas, all of those longings. Throughout the week, the soul of a Jew is continuously seeking to go higher. El al, to reach up to a higher place. And the soul is in constant. There's a, there's a, there's a wrestling match. It's, a, it's in a state of war with, with, the, with, those who are, with those who are opposed to her, and those who are trying to crush her, with her enemies and those who are seeking to crush her. Which means all the things of the physical life and the sahara and so on, Kokei Haguf, the of the of the physical of the body and physical life, the Tirdosah and all of the distractions, all the distractions, the Tirdos of physical life. Allah, stand up against the soul, against this deeper chukka, this deeper longing, during the week. Rhyme and crush, and crush, and crush the soul, trample upon the soul. Vesaisimimim espiha, and shut the mouth of the soul up. So that during the week, those, that longing, that desire to be a greater Jew, the voice of the soul during the week is closed, is shut, can't be heard. It's there, but it's like a silent, it's like a silent scream. Sometimes to the point where you can't even hear the voice of the soul. And you just go about your, your weekday activities with all the craziness and, and, you know, work and all the different things without even hearing this, the outcry, the scream of, of that inner part of you that is, that is looking for something greater and wants something more. And the person doesn't know and can't hear. That he has within him a soul that is lovesick. And, on, and during the week there's frustrations and they get angry and short tempered. It's all because of that, you know, it has to do with with, with that, that voice that's not heard. But then it comes to Shalasudans. When a person leaves all things of this world. Because it takes time, you know, through Friday night and Shabbos, the person comes to the of being able to detach himself fully from this world. Well, Moisir is Atzma And he gives himself over to Hashem. from He draws close to Hashem and he speaks to Him. Then what happens, Sholashudas? The same thing that happens in Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, when a person, when all of the noise of the, of the, of the year, All the tumult of this world and Yom Kippur is silenced, and then you can hear the cold and mama the the small silent cry of the nishama. That's why Yom Kippur, what happens in Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is that everything else is purified and quieted, and physical and the physical teardress, obstructions, and and, and complications are silenced. So then you could hear that constant, steady cry of the soul to, to be better. So, on Shabbos also. When it comes to Sholashudas, a person is able to be detached from things of this world, and he begins to hear, he draws closer to Shem, he hears Hashem speaking, then kol chukas then that entire chuka, that entire longing of the soul, yisureha seha, the suffering of the soul, and it screams, shakol of the entire week, boim umizgalim, suddenly they're revealed. In other words, it's not that Sholashudas necessarily creates these longings within you. That's the way we usually think that no I'm doing the six days of the week, I'm numb. I don't feel I don't care. And so the this generates within me a, a, a desire for something better. <laughs> Rabbi he says, No. Every single minute of a Jew's life there's a desire for something better. But the noise of the world and the noise of his physical involvement in the world become is so deafening that he can't hear. He can't hear that 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 uh that sound of the of the that's that's trapped. That's caught up in these things, but then there are certain times, especially Shalosh which is like the Yom Kippur of the week, when it's possible when it's possible for the for the world to be silent. That's why that's why a, a God fearing Jew has to realize that Shalosh that, Shalashutas, that Shalashutas is a very very serious time, and that's something I also wanted to talk about. T- Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking with Shaman Shabbos about some things that, that, that we need to that we need to focus on as we're getting ready to to make our change and go to the to the Nubis Medrash. But Shalasudas also, I, I feel, uh, on more of a personal note, that Shalasudas has drifted a little bit away from what it should be, and I, th- and I just feel that the, that, that there's um, all of us are responsible. We have to re- we have to renew our commitment to Shalasudas with more and maybe some, uh, another Nigna too. I was thinking maybe in the Nubis Medrash. If we could arrange it that, that, that could be more of the, the lights out a little bit, like it was done in all the years, and for practical reasons that they didn't, you know, they didn't have the, they didn't have the, the candles lasting. But even, even when they had lights, they would, they would be dimmed and turned out a little bit, Shola sure And, and to renew our commitment to Shola sure that it shouldn't be just a time of, uh, of chattering and, and uh, and to just, um, uh, by rote carry, say a few things, but it should be more, with more of an investment of the soul. After all, you see that it's possible even with the Kippur, even with shalosh even with which is the Kippur, <coughs> to 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 get into a certain habit we have to we have to work on that. And, and the, the the level of talking that goes on during shalosh obviously. I can't shushka people during shalosh during the during the Nagunam and during the during the and the like, skin You can't shushka because what do you, you know how much of a how much of a disciplinarian can you be? It's you know to... To, to just you know, it, it becomes becomes disgusting already, it stays till uh, you don't want to tell people they they're adults, but really Shalasuda should be a time that's very, very serious. I mean in a in a happy way, I don't mean gosh a depressing. But in uh but it has to be it has to be with more of a, a, a curved rush It has to be more of a curved rush Not not uh, you know, not like uh, like you're sitting, you know, around the bar mitzvah table with with a couple of uh, you know friends. It has to be it has to be uh, with curved rush. So there's a good way to, to end the Tzavah So he says that so Sholoshud is when it's quiet meaning from all of the all of the things of this world and a person is really trying to get closer to Hashem. So during that time then all that all the chukas and nefesh that longing of the soul that was there all the time and all of its screaming uh, that was there during the entire week suddenly it becomes revealed. That's, what that, that's where that longing comes from. It's not something that Sholoshud has created or generated so a person shouldn't walk away from Sholoshudas thinking, you know, it was great, but it's not really me. No, other Abba, the whole six days of the week is not really you. Sholoshudas is really you. We get, we're so silly because we measure things in general. This is this is something that in America is very, very easy to fall into, that we, we measure things, um, things that are more important take up more time, and things that are less important take up less time. It's such, a, it's such a, a shallow and stupid way of measuring one's life. Things that are more important take more time. Things that are less important take less time. It's, why? The, the, the children are less important than work. One second, one second with a child is more important than one's entire life at work. That than 80 years, 80 years in the office, one second with a child. But that's how that's how that's how we're raised in America, it's what we're taught in a place where, where time is uh, is money and, and everything is that's that's uh, that's considered to be valuable. One will put more time and effort into that. So really, the truth is that the one, the the, the the half hour, the 15 minutes, the half hour of Shalosh is a time that's that where person is absolutely real. That's why it's Riven the That's why it's the desire of desire, the soul of souls. That you realize that all of the desires of the six days of the week are so silly, and that that's really what you wanted all along. It's not that there's something different during Shalosh That that's you. The six days of the week, the real the real inner you is is drowned out by the noise, by the commotion. And until the it's just like it's the same thing by Yom Kippur. That's what it means. Hashem ulokim. So a person walks away from Yom Kippur thinking, you know, it was really nice, but well, you know, that's not that's not really me. And uh, you know, I got I got carried away because of the whole thing. know, El shunned Yom Kippur, and so on. No, that's, that's that. When you're saying Hashem ulokim, that's really that's really you. And that's not even completely you. There's really more because we're, we're not in such a madrigals. So we, still, we even have a little bit of a commotion, you know, uh, in our heads on Yom Kippur for different reasons, you know. I didn't like the Balshachrus as much as last year. You know, all these kind of idiotic Yom Kippur things. You know what I mean, uh, so it's even Yom Kippur, but but people don't think like that. People think, you know, the real the real me is the one that you see during you know the whole year. There's the real me with my ups and downs and all these different things, and really not much of a spiritual guy. And Yom Kippur, Hashem alukim, Hashem alukim. That's just a moment. But what we're, what we're learning is that that's not true. That moment, that's the real you. That moment is really who you are. Kim is really who you are. The rest of the year is not real, and every week shaloshudim—that's who you really are. That's why it's so important to to reveal that essence on shaloshudim and to connect to that essence shaloshudim. And 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 I'm, I'm definitely open to ideas and suggestions about how we could how we could make that stronger. What we could do. What our should be that we shouldn't we shouldn't uh, become complacent and lazy, and and in our avayda, that we should we should seek out all the time to make shaloshudim. Uh, more of a meaningful experience. So, Pamarge, he says, Chukka Azov. Sometimes, Shaloshudes, one feels a very, very strong Chukka, tremendous, powerful longing. M'shach Avdacha el Ritzanacha. When you're saying you say you deep you feel M'shach Avdacha el Ritzanacha. You really, really mean it when you say, when you ask Hashem, M'shach Avdacha, to draw your servant Hashem to draw me closer to closer to serving you, and you really feel it. Sometimes there's a tremendous pain that a person feels within himself. A tremendous pain. What's the pain? I've been beaten. I've been wounded. You feel you feel the the pain during the six days of the week, you know, but you didn't feel during the six days of the week, because during the six days of the week you have this crazy anesthesia. You're, you're totally numb during the six days of the week. So a person, a Jew. Can go to a, can, can be in a workplace, and you can hear all kinds of obscene things or profanities. Not that everybody's in such a so almost everybody. <laughs> you could hear all kinds of profanities and obscenities and all kinds of falseness and shkarim and all kinds of things during the six days of the week. And and and, and you know, okay, you listen, he says, I don't know, I don't appreciate it, but what am I going to do? But then and then shall this, you could be you could be in pain. And where's the pain coming from? You don't identify it with that. But it's the pain, because now, when the anesthesia, the numbness of the six days of the week, when my mom is like numb, the six days of the week, that numbness wears off, and all of a sudden, it, it all hits you. Six days of a, of, a, of a Jewish person being being subjected to, to obscenities. Six days of being objected to, to stupid, off-color jokes. Six days of not of not being connected enough to Torah, to Tefillah. Six days of ignoring... Of ignoring the things that are, that are most important, so then all of a sudden, when the anesthesia, the numbness, and the noise of the six days is, is, is wearing off. So you, mean, you feel that every Friday night, Shabbos, cause the, the, uh, because the, uh, the, you know, the, the Novocaine is, is wearing off, the effects of the anesthesia uh, are less, are, are slowly diminishing. And by the time it comes to Shalosh by the time it comes to you really could feel the, the pain of the wound. Of what my of what my nephews, what my soul is going through during the six days of the week, you understand why is it the Jews sought to prolong Shabbos and sought to and, and were trying to hold on to Shabbos? They were holding on to Shabbos, not just because they had to work on Sunday, and, uh, and 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 we we don't have to worry about that. They were holding on to Shabbos because they were holding on desperately to the truth, because these are people who want the truth. Those who did away with Shabbos are not interested in, in, in these things, Well they, they they really are, but they think they're not interested in these things. <laughs> but but Shalashu, this is a time that could be, that could be also painful, like any time of chuva like we learned in irsa in Rav Cook speaks about that, and we'll talk more about it later on, not today, but later on in, in thesachuva uh, when a person when a person realizes the truth, of course it's painful because the, anesthe- the anesthesia of of of, uh, of that life of falsehood wears off and then you and then you feel the you feel the the, the pain of, of of mistakes and of and the pain of uh, of, uh, of the stupidity and the silliness of of a life without without Hashem, without Torah and it hurts. Just like in Kippur, it can be a very painful thing. <clears throat> <clears throat> when you feel that that you feel now you 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 do feel how wounded you are, and you do feel that pain. So what happens? So an <clears> me <throat> So an enocha, a cracks comes out from the person. And he says, now in Kelna Allah. Hashem, I'm, I'm begging you to heal my soul. To bring your refuah to my soul. kelna And if a person really pays close attention to all of the, the trembling and the screaming of the soul during that hour of Shalashudas. Yushma'ish is He will be able to hear the screams of the daughter of the king, of the neshama, of the basmalah, of the princess Shnevekes, who's struggling, umuka menharekim upechazim, and has been beaten by the by the empty, by the empty, uh, worthless people. Meaning the soul that's been beaten by the body, that's been beaten and injured throughout throughout the entire week by the body. And the princess feels that she's being persecuted and being chased, and she runs to her father, towards her father and screams out, "Avi, Avi, my father, my father, save me from those who seek to destroy me. Elacha, and accept me that I shall return to you." That by the piazetner. I mean, that's not, that's that's a, a, a tiny little granule of the Sholashudahs by the Piyazetsu. And to finish, this is a thought from Matzoy Shabbos. You see, this was Matso Shabbos Kurdish, the first night of Slichus, tough Resh Pei test, 1929. This is this is I find again, this is not that this is not that he wrote this at the end of Tzavazir's, but that there were papers, just like we have other there were there are thousands of papers that lost you know, there are pieces, fragments that were put together of the Rebbe's writings. Although it could be that the Rebbe himself put this, I think it could be that he attached this in this place. It wasn't done by others. I think it might be. Anyway, there's certainly Ashgacha that it came here at the end. This is an amazing, amazing, an amazing piece here. The Rebbe says, I'm exhausted from talking to people about Hashem. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted. I'm so exhausted, I'm so tired of trying to convey to people that Hashem is God. And now I'm just calling out and saying this. Hashem Isn't Hashem before your eyes? So I really, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of trying to sell God. I'm tired of trying to convince. I was thinking, you know, if I would take this really serious, I wouldn't have to say any any more am You know, no more, no more screaming and crying and begging. And I was thinking, you know, I could see how between, between, you know, uh, between an earthworm and a tzaddik, but I could see how a person, I could see how, you know, to feel like you're trying your whole life to, you're trying your whole life, but you're trying your whole life to, to convey that message that Hashem Hulukim. Of course, in my case, it's difficult because I'm trying to convince myself also. In the Rebbe's case, that wasn't that wasn't what he had to do. But Hashem Hulukim, Halo Hashem the rabbi says, I mean, what, what, Isn't this ridiculous? Just look. Don't I have to, don't I have to beg anymore and scream and find all kinds of chazals and harals and ramchals and, and to do all of that. And just look. That's what he says Hashem is mamish in front of you. Why do you need me to talk about this all the time and to scream in your own actions, in your own thoughts? The glory of Hashem and His holiness is revealed. And everything in your world, what do you think it is? Your world is Hashem's world. Everything in your world is really the world of Hashem. What do you think? So instead, he says, and this is why it's so frustrating. He says, instead of seeing this in, all, in everything around them, in, their, in themselves, in their own thoughts, and their own actions, instead of seeing Hashem in all things, they just, he says, they, they just bury their heads into the world. And they bury their heads into the world with their entire beings. They bury their heads into the world. They just don't want to look. They don't want to see. We're going to see this nurse attribute today also. They bury their heads in the in the world, and they believe in this world. And he says, "I'm I'm, I'm so tired." Now, just take your head out of the ground. Now there are the the. The one who compiled these writings says that it seems that there's, that there's missing words or sentences. Something's wrong over here. Because it doesn't, doesn't go. It doesn't go. But it's, it seems like what's happening here is that what the Rebbe was getting at was saying that that people are filled with tainas, complaints. That how come Hashem doesn't reveal His presence to me? How come Hashem doesn't, if Hashem wants me to be such a Jew, then how come Hashem doesn't show me more of Himself? How come Hashem doesn't reveal his presence to me? So the Rabbi says, it's not true that Hashem is Hashem is rubbish in front of you and he's, he's revealing his presence to you in every thought and every action and everything that you see. But you just you just have your head in the ground, you just don't look. So they have tinyness in Hashem that if you would have shown me if I would have known and so on. That's what means. They, make false, they make false accusations. They're making false accusations. They're angry. Uh, okay that's missing but that's what it sounds like they're making false accusations I think that it means they're, they have tightness they make complaints against Hashem that you know I, I would really I would really love to serve you but uh, where are you I don't, I don't know I never met I don't know who you are I never met you I don't know what they're talking about she says that that's, these are false accusations it's not true They're waiting to hear something from the glorious one. They're waiting to hear from Hashem. They're mitzvah, they want to hear something. They're waiting to hear something. To get some message from Hashem. The Salamita, you see, I don't know what, what that is with the Kirishma Lamita I mean, that I was. I don't, I don't know. So, The Rebbe says, however, I'm screaming out now. Listen to Hashem. He says, listen. And he says, and realize that every single moment of your life, you're in God's presence. Every single movement, every single moment. Every, every movement of your soul and of your body is his mamash Hashem. Hashem. You are in Hashem's presence. What he's you standing there your whole life waiting to hear from like, like, to get an envelope from some distant God telling you that He exists? Every single moment of your life you're in His presence. So they've, blinded the, they've blinded themselves with narishkeit. So they've blinded themselves and they can't lift up. They can't lift up their hearts. They can't lift up them. They can't lift themselves up beyond their physical senses. Kvar groni, the Rebbe says. My throat is hoarse. Kvar groni. I feel that my. I feel that my. my throat has been pierced. I feel hoarse already. I, I a, a, my throat is hurting me. I can't come up, he says, with any any fresh ideas, any new kunsum, new tricks. How to con- how, you know? New tricks doesn't mean in a bad way. New you know, new mamorim, new machshavim, new new ways of trying to sell Yiddishkeit, kind, of trying to sell a Baruch Hu. I, I, I'm just tired, he says, of coming up with new ways and fresh ideas. I'm dried out. <coughs> And uh, like the, the, the best ways that I, I've have had I've tried to come up with of of my soul seeing this and trying to convey this. Like my best my best say, He says, I just feel that it's just all it's all already it's, there's no more left in me. He says I just don't have it. I don't have it in me anymore. and I feel that I'm about I feel that I'm about to be paralyzed to be silenced and to fall God forbid he says that I left the table Friday night. I left the tish Friday night. It doesn't mean in his house because it means with see them. I left the tish Friday night, and the lacy I I I was exhausted, and I had a feeling of giving up. It's amazing to read this. I felt like giving up. because nobody was really listening anyway to what I had to say. So what am I going my whole life screaming about these things and no one's no one listening anyway? So everybody was going through this feeling of "kalas Adibra, You know, if someone doesn't listen, then you don't speak like in Rhyme. No one's, you don't feel like talking. If you don't feel like, if, you, if no one listens, you stop talking. If you have, a, if you ever have someone that's a friend, and you're talking, you're talking, he you doesn't listen. Eventually, you stop talking. You have husbands and wives that haven't spoken to them, they haven't spoken to each other in fifty years. I mean, you know, take out the garbage, pick up the kids, but. they don't really talk to each other, why? Because maybe, maybe, they never spoke to each other at all. I mean, you have couples like that. Or maybe one tried talking, the other didn't listen. Wasn't really interested, wasn't really listening. So the other one just gave up and says, you know, did you pick up the kids, where's the garbage, you know, who's paying for the wedding, and so on and so forth. Like, you know, who's doing this, who's doing that, how are we going to do this, you know, whatever, people have to say. But in terms of of really, really speaking to some hearts, you know, really, and from the heart and, and, and with warmth and with love and with passion, there a lot of a lot of couples that they just don't talk to each other they they talk a lot. It could be that they're more talkative than the other couples. they're talking all the time. It's Irish marriage you know it's always like just have a level type of talk never really never really to the Indian, never really personal, never really deep, never really warm, just uh, always chattering at this and what we have to do and take care of and but never really never really deborah. and it could be that neither of them were ever able to communicate on that level and it was just a just a sad situation. Uh, but maybe in that situation they don't feel that sad because they just got used to it, because or they or they never wanted something else. They just that's how they that's how they live. They're just people that live on that level. Or maybe they are people where where it could be that one of them was really seeking much more, but the other one wasn't tuned in, wasn't hearing. And then then there's a terrible sadness that, that the person just stops talking and feels, what am I going to do? He's not listening anyway. She's not listening anyway. What's the point? I might as well just you know, I might as well be silent or just fall into that way of talking and I'll just talk like she, you know I talk, I'll I'll say the same things he does. Well, what do you think about the weather? It's pretty good, no? And that's it. You know, we go like that for 50, 60 years. The people go like, I'm still 120. There's nothing. Husband and wife. Nothing. It's nothing. So the Rebbe says that, that, the Rebbe says that I just, uh, I, I gave up. Nilasi. No one's really listening anyway, and I just can't go on with these drushes and talking and screaming. I can't go on. So what did the Rebbe do? Listen, look, look at this. This is like, uh, This is something that just has to blow you away. I went to my room and I opened the window. And I looked out to the world. And he says... And the world was extending, was going on forever, and I spoke to the world itself. He says, "I began to speak to that, to that, to that endless world that was lying before me. I began to speak to the world. karosilo, and I called out with all of my heart. He screamed outside. He screamed at the window. Shema and I felt the entire world tremble, as if the entire world was filled with that kriyshma. Ta'ir eretz mikvadecha. That's also from Shalsud's midat nefesh. Ta'ir eretz The whole world, the world itself, is shining with Hashem's glory. Baruch Hashem. Bar yom. Baruch Hashem. Bar Adon Olam Hashem Olach. Leis nase bechepzukol, as I merach to the whole world, v'chol ha'olam umlo, and the entire world and all that's in it, Bolim kol hege kadosh hayud ziderch libiopi, was absorbing every holy utterance that was coming from my heart and from my mouth. The whole world was absorbing every utterance that came out from my from my heart and from my mouth. Nafshi ischaska. And my soul became strengthened once again. Then I'm not going to give up. And the source of my thoughts and feelings returned to life. The wellsprings of thoughts and of feelings returned to life. And now, whether I'm whether I'm in the house, whether I'm in the shul, whether I'm outside. Whether there's somebody who's listening to me. but there's no one listening to me. I find that it's preferable to talk to the world. But what he's saying is, not that he's going to stop talking to people. Because, because Jews are also part of the world. Jews are also in the world. But he says it's the world of Hashem. The Rebbe says that if the world, if the time will come and the world will reveal its holiness, then perhaps, maybe, maybe, that the Jewish people who live in this world will also become holy, will also. Their holiness will also be revealed. And from the far corners of the earth, they will sing songs to from Aretz the, From the far corners of the earth, the earth itself is singing. The earth itself is here. When the earth, when the song of the earth, we need two people for the meaning. When the song of the earth when the song of the earth will, 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 will finally be heard by a nation, by a people who are able to, who are, who are able to listen to the song. Right now, he says, people, a lot of people can't hear that song. And it goes back to the last thing about shabbos that they can't hear because, because they, 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 have, they have too many things going on. But Zmius, I just find it to be very, very—I don't know—it's very sad that that you know, with, within you know, ten years after the Rebbe, after this, almost probably ten years to the day, you know, the Germans came into the Germans came into the Warsaw, of course, also a slliches time. That that almost ten years to the day, how the world that the Rebbe was depending on—that you know that. That the island will be that instead of the songs being heard, that there, there would be the, uh, you know, the, the German national anthem. And, uh, and how the Rebbe wasn't Zoycha to see that? And that's a painful thought. But, but I don't think that in, in any of the writings, in any of the Swaram, since the Torah was given in Hyersinai, have simple people like ourselves been privileged to to see what crosses the mind of a person like this? And this is only what crosses the mind—not even a lot, just a drop of what crosses what was on his mind and his heart. It's it's a privilege. It's a schust to to have. It's a to that that the that the Rebbe shared this with with the world. And the question is whether the world is interested. Whether the world is listening, whether the world is hearing, but it's encouraging that the rabbi took strength and and, and during those darkest during those darkest years, how the rabbi continued to to, to give chizik and to contribute, even though he must have been so exhausted, so tired, but during those times when it was so hard for the people because of what they were going through, it was so hard for them to to um, it was so hard for them to feel Hashem's presence. I mean, it's hard, it's hard enough for us. Could you imagine? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, where did the Rebbe... What exactly did the Rebbe derive his strength from it? What What did the world respond back? What did he see in the world that he got his strength from it? I don't uh, See what he got. When he opened the window that night. What, what the earth swallowed his words. What, what is that? What is that? What is that? <coughs> huh? So God... <gone. coughs> Well, he, he saw God in everything. It's true. He saw, I believe, that, that it means that what he said before was I'm tired of, I'm exhausted of of, of trying to convey the message of Hashem HaLukim. And people who are Bali bikhir who have choice, which we'll read a little bit more about in a second. <coughs> so, so, because of their choices, and because of the Yitzharah, so they become they become so insensitive that they're not listening. They just don't hear what I'm talking about, and I'm tired. But the world remains in its perfect, pristine state. Well, after all these years, Adon Olam Hashem Molach, That's what he says. Right? The world is still un- the world is unaffected by by these lousy choices that you and I are making. The world's unaffected by it, and the world therefore is still the world of brachos. It's the same world. If you can look past the buildings and the, you know, and the and the railroad. It's the same world that other Mauritians walked in and it's the same world that David Malach. It's the same world of Avmavino. It's the same world. So I think the Rebbe felt that that uh, that the world doesn't have that noise. The world itself doesn't have that noise. It's just that we it's just that we're so we're so affected by the Kol Hamonish Rome, you know, the 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 noise of Rome, that we just we've become so artificial and so and and so so lost, so lost. You know, they have a they, I think they have a day now in the calendar that's called Earth Day. Is that I don't know, I don't know exactly how that's observed. I guess you, you, I know you you, you try you know, you you try not to throw too many things in the garbage or something. I guess I, guess, I don't know. To be careful to water your plants or something. So, um, in the world Earth Day for the world means um, more of a more of a uh, commitment to, to to preserving the natural flavor of the world, which is a which is a nice idea, which is a good idea. But uh, what the Rebbe I think was talking to was was the uh, was I think you could do the same thing probably with a child. Children, be, but you know I, I don't know if there were any little ones that were there at that moment that maybe just looked out to the world. You could look at you could look at a little child and see the same thing. It's just that innocence, that complete openness to the Devar Hashem that that the world still has the same world of other Marishan that the world has that innocence and hasn't and hasn't lost its way. But the people are not listening to me. But then the Rebbe was strengthening himself that that the people are part of the world, and therefore, of course, as he as he has taught us the entire time, he comes back to that that I'm, I must go on speaking, I must go on teaching, I must go on, because because there is that point in each Jew that is also completely innocent, that is also connected to the beginning. Although you don't feel that freshness, like when you you know it's it's it's, it's definitely nicer to go, like you know to the Grand Canyon and to and to find Hashem. That to sit down in a room with the same you know, like in a in a room someplace with the same you know, the same people you've been looking at for years and you know, and and trying to and trying to talk about Hashem in that room, it's much easier in the Grand Canyon. But really that Jew that's sitting in front of you has has uh, has much has much more than the Grand Canyon going on inside of him. But that that's that needs chizik. That needs chizik. The maybe said he's tired. He's just tired. Can you imagine? If you or I would have been at that Shalashutosh that the Rebbe walked away from feeling no one's listening, we'd probably probably do a tshuva that would last us till till 120. From the Shalashutosh that the Rebbe felt disappointed in. That's how he walked away, no one's listening. I'm sure that everybody who said the Rebbe were listening, the Ma'am listening to every word you're saying, we're looking up every word. And he felt that people are not listening. Because I guess the Rebbe felt that if people were listening, they'd be going out of their cave. They they like they they you know they Mount <coughs> they calib. And and then, then the Shabbos would be different and Sunday would be different, but it's just not, you know. So something's wrong. Well he took Chizik from the world. He was he was talking to the world and from that he was able to draw Chizik. But he, no, it wasn't a question of giving Chizik, it was communicating. It was communicating with that. That innocence and that pureness of us—that—that—that that, that, uh, you and I sometimes, you know, if, we, if we're able to get a little bit outside of the, our little of our little world, and to go to some place where we could breathe, uh, to get away from a little bit from the from the beepers and the computers and the and 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 the and the, uh, and the telephones and everything—if it's possible to get away—but this is uh, this is the matzah that we're in. Trying to find Hashem while we're, while we're besieged with so many other voices, you know you know how it would be easier to be to be good Jews if there was no telephone in the world if there was no such thing as a telephone. I know that makes practical problems, and we need a telephone you know how much easier it would be to be a better Jew. I know it sounds like a, like an excuse, but it but it really the the noises the distractions are so unbelievable that you just can't sit with the yshaadas and Manuch and wouldn't it be... A, what, 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 that would be something interesting about I know it sounds disgusting. For none of us to hear one phone call for an entire week. Not to listen to... Not to put the ear on the phone for an entire week. Now, I know that with the wife and with the kids and all these things, I understand this could... You know, you might come home and there's nothing, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't even have known about it. Like what, you know, what's going on. an, not, not, not an email, not a phone call, not an outside... Electronic thing, just people and yourself. Nothing. What an avaida, What an amazing thing! If we all, if we, if we can make a thing here with our chabura, that all of us mm-hmm. see you outside the window. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm a, uh, "I can't be reached for the next two days, whenever I'm away." And people can't <coughs> figure it out because the same people I see you, you know, try it they try, they say, I, I try calling you. I'm, saying, I'm away. <laughs> I'm talking to you, I'm away. <laughs> it would be an, it would be an interesting experiment to see what would happen. It would be an interesting experiment, but I know that it's impractical and I'm not and you can't use Yontiv uh, can't be a, it's got to be it's got to be busy time no, I know because for pronounced reasons, what are you going to do? This guy's calling it's not shy although people can go away for vacation, I think, but even nowadays when people go on vacations, like they have to always be, the office has to be uh, has to be. into so like I know that, that my mishpach, one, one of my brothers in law and so he has a very big job. So even when they go away, he's got to walk with a little computer all the time. It's like, you know he's got to carry it, you know, the, the laptop, he carries it like everywhere he goes. And There's no, there's no hesachadas. You can't have hesachadas. I, 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 I don't know. It's like it's, it's, I don't know, maybe, you don't feel that it's wearing you down a little bit. this all that this mis- he has to wear it's like it just takes away from mm-hmm. you in the Shama. It takes away from you in the Shama. You can't Talk to the children. Talk to a wife. Talk to a chaver. Well, there's time even to talk to a chaver. This is the presence of mind and everything is like gone off. Everything's going off, and and and, and I'm not saying oh, good. it's about important things. It's important things. Why can't we do such a thing? There's a movement for every kite in the world. You know, like uh, if you, uh, I'm sure on the internet you could find like there's a, there's a, there's an organization an organization for the preservation of old clocks, and there's like a you know membership, and they pay fees and they have like a newsletter about How to hold on to the old clocks. For every Irish guy, there's a movement. Why can't we have a movement? An anti-telephone, anti-electronic, anti-everything. Well, to, we can't. We can't do it. I know. I know we can't. And I'm not speaking any practical. We'll Huh? You the we'll have to make a lot of calls. <laughs> we'll have to make a lot of calls. We'll have a hotline. <laughs> the anti-telephone hotline. <laughs> Telephone hotline. But you know, I, I, I know these are like the musings of a madman. <laughs> but but I really really think that it would make a difference in our fight. I really think it would make a tremendous difference in how you talk to and how we talk to our families and how. And how we, yeah, that's also it's like what is that? What is that? <laughs> okay, you used to have a horse made a little bit of a noise you know, but like this, uh, a horse. It's um, so look so so here, you know, there's a there's a sad thing. That that you know we're just we're just been we're just <coughs> besieged. We're just besieged. They, yeah, yeah. Huh? There's there's something does it make now Shabs the I think that Shabbos would be even more special if we knew that it was, wasn't going to happen on Motzei Shabbos either. But I think that was I think that there's such an intrusion, there's such a horrible intrusion from that from that world, that electronic world, that I think that people even on Shabbos, even when it, even when you don't take the phone, and with the messages and this and that, but you know that Motzei Shabbos you have to, and you know like I have to tell you the truth like I'm I you know I. I, I usually don't listen, unless there's a, a beep or something, I, I don't really listen to, the, to any message on my phone after Chatzos on Friday. I know that can be sometimes frustrating to people who call me, I don't listen to messages after Chatzos. I come back from the mikveh, I will not... I, I will, on the phone, to wish my parents a good Shabbos or my sister. Other than that, I, I try as much as I can, not to touch any... I take them all off, I... i I disarm (laughs) i try you know to put everything away and uh and you know even even with the beeper thank god you know just that there should never be real emergencies but uh you know thank god mostly it's not it's just someone that uh that's frustrated because he tried to call and it couldn't get through because I, I, you know, you don't you know, take the messages every half hour; these kind of things. Or a lot of people in Michal don't use the telephone; they just, you know, go straight to the beeper. And um, but I try, I try erev Shabbos to, to I try that from chutzis, and you know, uh, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty strict about it, you know. And uh, my my family knows that I, I really, I cannot, you know, I'll do anything not to go to touch a phone after chutzis on Friday, and not to get into that whole into that whole parasha. But but what happens is that that as Shabbos is ending you know, I'm ready, I have to tell you like when I'm ready, going back to three steps from Arabs, so I'm thinking you know what that means. It means that I I have like 45 messages, and I get I get, it gets me it really like gets me down and I, and I, you know, because what what would it be? Imagine if after Shabbos, after Shabbos it was just time spent with the people you love, and to learn from Malav HaMalkah, a little ton of Yahu. The way it's supposed to be, the way that our great-great-grandparents, yeah, they had they had service on the outside. They had, they had pogroms, they had service. They were they were so poor. But you're able to sit down, you light a candle, you look into a ton of Deveil You know, you you keep the tablecloth and the candles, and you go fight to the Shabbos, and you sing a niggin. You don't have to take the messages, but now you have to, because if you don't, then you're like a russia, you know. You don't you don't take the messages? You're not... You're not, you're not you're not a Ben Eilam. You know, you're not from this world. Are you crazy. You don't know that there's this deal, there's that deal. That I need this, and you need that, and that, 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 that and the whole that whole business. So 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 they had to so What you're saying? Yeah, I think Shabbos is, Shabbos is is really great. Shabbos is a is a step away from all of it, but it's chaval because when you come into Shabbos, right off the machines, and when you know that after Shabbos you got to get back to it. If you're a great person, the reason I get schlepped into that is because because I'm not on that level. But if you're on a higher level, you could just you could just totally shut off. And and I try the whole Shabbos, but like I'm telling you that I know that when I when I'm ready going after Marv, by the time Marv comes around, so I'm thinking that I oh, you know it's going to be back to that it's going to be back to that whole parsha. And it's not that I don't love talking to you know the people that I'm talking to and they're important things. I don't, it has nothing to do with the content of the phone call. I don't mean that because you know Baruch Hashem. You know, I, I, I'm in Malach HaKadosh. It's not like I'm, It's not like I, I, you know, I'm buy-sell. I'm not into that at all. I don't, ha- I don't have those kind of phone calls. No one's selling me anything, and I don't have the money to buy anything. <laughs> so, so uh, that's not it. It's just the It's just the outside. It's just the outside. It's not, it's not just, it's just not the Yeshiva Das and the presence of mind. And just to be able to, that's why so many people are complaining, like when you get, you get like the three-day yantus, I think we have a couple this year coming up. I think Shavuos is going to be a... Huh? Pesa? Once a year? Oh, good. So, I love those. I know that one one person's going to eat is another person's going to get Hannah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to shut that out of my mind. <laughs> no. the, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um... So, so some people say a three day yontiv is terrible a three day yontiv is, is by me is the biggest gotten aid on earth a three day yontiv what a, what a what a prize what a treasure from Hashem I know that it's hard especially for the wives it's very hard and the pressure with the, with the meals and so on But uh, and the children sometimes they get impatient but what a prize what a time that you go from one day to the next and, and when you cross over you're crossing over into holiness what an unbelievable time, and, and what a hard thing it is after three day yontif to. So then, it, when it's when it's the first day, so then you have a cholamayid, you know, so you could try it to be mischazic, But it's a three day yantiv, and and after three day yontif, you know, it ends. You make havdala, and then and then, you, and then you sit down and then you're picking up the messages and you're getting the calls. To me, that's like that's the, that's a, a, a taste of Gehada Three day is is the biggest prize in the world. It's, it's a treasure. And I don't mean just—I'm not talking about sleeping and any. I'm talking about three days of, three days of the self and the family and quiet and. That's why you know that 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 uh, I don't hide the fact that, that it's really chaval that 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 I believe that it's chaval that, that the hotels are, are taking away yontiv, even though I'm not again. It's, you know we're getting near, closer to Pesach. I'm not talking about, and you know, I know I always I always give this disclaimer. and I mean it. There's certain situations where for the family it's much better I know that especially if there's a larger family and their grandparents that can't you know all of that aside I'm not talking about a situation where it's much easier sometimes you have especially if there's a wife that had that you know and, and, and it feels like downtrodden by the matzah and with the children and with the and with the preparing I, I understand that. I'm asking maybe I maybe I myself should do it once you know I don't know I, may i I can't imagine it but I, I understand all of that but but really really when I talk to people about about their Pesach in, in, the, in the hotel, so if they're fortunate and they got uh, a room, I guess they have a lot, I guess they ha- have a lot of uh, situations where they can give these rooms where you just sit with the mishpacha and you're able to be with the mishpacha. <sighs> so certainly that's much better. But but when someone tells me that they were sitting in a that they were sitting in a in a in a dining room with a thousand people on a on a sailor, I think that that's got to be like one of the saddest things in the world can't believe it. Not that I don't want to be with a thousand Jews, like it's a beautiful thing to be with a thousand Jews, but, but on, on, on Pesach, you're saying, you tell, you tell your kid, you know the fear and the kid's saying, and there's like some waiter that's like, you know, going here and there's some other person, some kid's screaming and some this and that, and all kinds of tumult and saying, and even if you have your own room, so then the, you know, I, I, I have been, I went to visit family at once, once I went and that was it. <laughs> So, I went once with, the, we went with our family. I thought it was a good way to, you know, for the children to Halamay. We went on this outing and then we went to see the family that we had some family that was in one of the hotels. I think it was in New Jersey, which, you know, for me is, a, is altogether a traumatic thing to go in New Jersey. So, so uh, I went there and it was like, uh, you know, that time, it was between meals, between meals. Wow. Just like a thousand people, like in the lobbies and hanging out and schmoozing and. Well you can't sit in your you can go crazy sitting in your room sitting in your room. So if the weather's nice, I guess, you know, you go searing it wasn't such a nice day. But the scene I found totally unnerving. Not to be in your own house with you, and, and I just found it so totally unnerving. I am not I can't be masik how a person could want to do that. How you would want to like sit in a lobby on Pesach. Like sit in the lobby. Now they already have Shavuos. I'm sure by in a year or two it's going to be a Tisha B'Av spectacular. <laughs> I mean, the Shabbos Nachimul in America they already took. Shabbos Nachimul has already been defeated. It's gone. Shabbos Nachimul. My father asked me years ago, what is this Shabbos Nach?" What did they make? Because everywhere anyway, it was Shabbos Nachimul in Shul. I remember as a kid, Shabbos Nachimul, Shabbos Nach. My father says, I don't remember Shabbos nahum. Shabbos. I don't know my father. I don't know that. a Nachimul, my father says, Nachmi. <laughs> he says, he Nachmi, Nachmi. So, That's his death. Like, what so they did that. They took it from us. We're we being we're being taken. Shwooz are ready, shows they have I say to people, people ask me, Shwooz, what are your shwoos? You you're going to the mountains? You Shrews, you have to sit in your mismatch. Even if you're by yourself in your bismed, you open up a safe and you sit, where are you going? Shwooz the wear. And we're having a special the the, the guest lecturer's coming. And we're gonna have we're gonna be macabul, we're gonna be macabre terror in the poconos. <laughs> well now you look in the newspaper, you you, you know, you remember you, you remember I'm sure Twenty-five years ago, thirty years ago, there were like two places, right? They're like ten pages in the newspaper. No, another place, another place. My wife showed me not just a place. Where was it? I think in Prague or like a, a, you know these places like out there to go for a yontiv. It's just uh, it's the same. I just think it's the same thing. I think it's just it's just not. It's just. We have to get an anti-telephone squad together. <laughs> it's the same. It's the yeah, same thing. That when you call from work, like an hour. Have a That'd be a good idea to start with. You know, to come up when you come up from work to have an, an hour of absolute. You know, just not. To, there are friends of mine that during the meals, absolutely no phone calls. During the meals is, you know. But th- this is the, this is the massive, This is the massive that we're in. No, what are you going to do? So, you could be a, a nudnik look like me and complainer. We could try to just be us ourselves and work harder. That it should be good. So, Hashem's book should help that. That we should that we should have more presence of mind. I guess this is part of what Hashem's plan is that uh, in these last days before Mashiach comes, that that somehow, with with all of the noise and with all of the machines and what's going on, that we should be sensitive to hear me knaf yashmiu. That we should be able to hear the song of the earth with all the songs that are coming from the radio and the, from the CDs, that we should hear the song of the earth, that's unaffected by by by, the, by all the things that are taking place around us. So we should be Zarechim, it's a sham. we to finish this small but precious, very, very precious and, and special country's tzav is to keep it to your hearts and to, to look it over once in a while, and, and to find chizik in it. It's something very special to teach it to the children when they're old enough, when they understand, to talk to your friends, when they're able to hear it's something very harsh of that P- paper that I gave to you. Maybe take it with you, put it inside and take a look at it tonight. You'll see there's a lot there. Many of you have the English to heal the soul. So you can just look over there at the end of the book. There are a couple of appendices, which is definitely a to look at. Chavos Talmidim We're going to begin. Many of you have the chavos Talmidim There's a chavos Talmidim that now has nakudas. I have still a, some of the chavos took yesterday. I have some upstairs. I'll go right now and bring down. But it's really only if you intend. I, I mean, it doesn't have to be every week. But but if you if you if you plan on coming, don't just take one. If you if you come like you know once every month, if you're going to come. Otherwise, uh, you know, if I only I, I got 25 of them, so I don't know how because I don't know. What's gonna, but if you need if if people need more, I'll get more next week. They have they have plenty of them. It's not a problem. Minukud also, there's a project I just wanted to mention because I spoke about. That, I spoke to the Chaver about a, uh, that. There's a, a friend of mine who is beginning to work on a new translation. There is a translation of the Chavos HaTalmud which is wonderful. There's a translation; it's Kadaytiget, but it's 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 published by Aronson, but it's 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 not uh, it's not as simple as I believe the Rebbe would have wanted it to, to be, and it's also not on the page. So there's a new translation where there's going to be a Chavos HaTalmud with Nakudas on one on one side of the page. And there's going to be on the other side a, a more, a more inspiring, moving, simple type of a, an, of an English, that the translation that that I believe that's more inspirative than what the Rebbe wanted. Uh, that that's that that's not going to be ready probably for another a year, a year and a half. But but our shul is trying to be If Our representative in Eretz Yisrael, Chaim Nachman Fuchs, uh, is 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 working a little bit on that project. And and, and he might have spoken to a couple of guys. And it's actually the pssn is great-nephew, his brother, Rav grandson, who is in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Chaim Nachman met, who is trying to spearhead this project to bring Chavis al thousands of Jews, men and women, children, that should be learned in the yeshivas, that Balichuva, people don't know Hebrew, they should be able to sit and to learn Chavis al So, So we're going to begin, if anybody's interested in helping in that respect, so we could be in touch with me, and we'll get in touch with Chaim Nachman, and we'll try we're trying to gather money. It's not a very, very expensive thing. It's not a huge project, but it, it can be done, hopefully, somewhere in the area of $15,000, and that we could be, that Eish Kodesh could, could finance such a, a thing. It would be obviously very, very meaningful for our shul, and, and, and for what we could contribute. If thousands of Jews are learning the Rebbe's writings, it would be, be a, a gewaltigy thing. So talk to me about that, and we'll get in touch. I'll put you in touch with Chaim Nachman, and Chaim Nachman is very excited, and he knows that P.S. is his great-nephew. And, uh, and, and it's, a it's something that we could really, really make a difference with. Okay.